Welcome to The Light Within, a podcast for anyone seeking to rewrite their life, live in their light, and align with their soul's highest purpose. I'm Leslie Draffin. Join me as we explore spirituality, sexuality, wellness, and the magical world around us. Hello, beautiful beings, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Light Within. It is spooky season, and so I am so excited to be speaking with today's guest. She is Tiffany Harlick, and she is a psychic medium. So yes, today we are talking all things psychic mediumship. We're talking about the spirit realm. Tiffany talks about what it really means to be a psychic medium. She explains how she discovered her gifts, the messages that she has gotten from the beyond, and also her thoughts on life after death. So this is a very cool kind of back and forth conversation between myself and Tiffany. She has some amazingly cool kind of eerie stories that she shares. So if you're looking for something to get you in the mood a couple of weeks before Halloween, this is the episode for you. Now, here's a little more about Tiffany. Tiffany is a Texan to the bone. She's a fourth-generation Austinite who shares her practice from Travis and Callahan counties. Her family lineage is steeped in Russian and Blackfoot ancestry, and she's passionate about helping with missing persons and cold cases and loves guiding clients through astrology, tarot, and intuitive sessions. Tiffany's psychic abilities increased after a near-death experience as a teen. She pursued training under prestigious mediums and astrologers while also obtaining a master's degree in health psychology. Tiffany's early career path included producing corporate music and food events and becoming a best-selling cookbook author. This strong combination of experience and skills create a unique lens to help you answer life's most important questions and develop your intuition. When she's not in sessions, you can find her beekeeping, gardening, and midwifing new books at Spellbound Publishers. You can explore her creative projects at tiffanyharlick.com. Now, I was first introduced to Tiffany's work through April, who we had on the podcast last week to talk about the Akashic Records. Tiffany owns Wise Skies Collective, which is where I found April, and they are just this amazing metaphysical collective of tarot readers, astrologers, psychic mediums like Tiffany, and it's really kind of a one-stop shop for really anything you're looking for as far as metaphysical or the spiritual realm. Again, I am so excited to have Tiffany here on the podcast. So please join me in welcoming Tiffany Harlick to The Light Within. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy to be here. Okay. I'm very excited for this interview. The first thing though I want to ask you is what ignites your light within? You know, um, so many things. Uh, (laughs) I have an optimistic point of view, right? So what ignites my light within in terms of my work Um, is really getting that aha moment, you know, that magical moment of synchronicity when somebody has heard some specific piece of evidence from their loved one. There's just, I mean, I have chill bumps talking about it. Like there's just nothing like that moment, you know, um, where they have heard a piece of evidence that for sure there's no way I could have known that uh, gives them a moment of healing that 20 years of therapy couldn't have provided. Um, at a personal level, I love I love beekeeping. I love being outside in the garden. Um, I love looking up at the stars at night. You know, so <clears throat> those are the things that really ignite me. I love it. 
for those people who aren't familiar with your work, um, just give us a little introduction of who you are and, and the work that you do. Sure. Um, so I have a company called Wise Skies Collective, and Wise Skies is a metaphysical counseling company that offers classes and tools, um, calendars, resources for people that are just interested in um, a more metaphysical approach to self-development. Uh, we we kind of joke in the background that Wise Skies is the anti-guru. Um, you know, it's a, it's all of our sessions or classes are designed to help people um, really use the tools and resources for you know for themselves for their own self growth. And so my role in the company, I offer mediumship sessions, I offer astrology sessions, and tarot sessions. But there are other practitioners and other intuitives. Um, like April, who does Akashic Records, or Jen, that does Nine Star Key, or Leisha, that does human design. So it's kind of like a hair salon of all your favorite metaphysical activities, and you can go select stuff from the menu and hang out with us. I love it. All right, so <laughs> let's talk about what we're here to talk about, okay. um, mediumship, psychic mediumship. So what does it mean to be a psychic medium? Okay, so it's kind of like that square rectangle thing. So all mediums are psychic, not all psychics are mediums. Um, psychic evidence you can pick up through the clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience. You know, you, we all are psychic. So let's get that out of the way. Um, we all have five senses that extend into um, the kind of emotional realm. So some people can see, some people can hear, some people can sense. Um, but that's picking up psychic information through those five senses. Mediumship is different because uh, mediumship has to do with, with connecting specifically to a deceased loved one. Um, and there are different types of mediumship. There's physical mediumship, um, which is more like the, the Ghostbusters type slime stuff where things are moving around, you know, like the picture drops on the wall. Like that's physical uh, mediumship. And that's not what I'm doing at all. So mediumship in my world is evidential mediumship. Uh, evidential mediumship means that I'm going to provide evidence for you um, that of uh, specific things from your loved one, um, or I'm going to be working with law enforcement to help provide specific evidence to help them with a missing persons case. Whoa. Okay. So when did you know you had these abilities? Like, how did that happen? How do they manifest? You know, a lot of people will look back to their childhood. And so around three is a, a, an often... Uh, like a common theme in my world. Um, and so I would say it, I have a funny story for you because it was uh, October 31st of 1982. <laughs> oh and we had just moved into our new house. Um, I'm an only child. And on that Halloween night in our brand new house, my bed fell um, and it scared me. And I told my parents that it was the ghosts, you know, that I could see that their ghosts were there. And, you know, you don't have words when you're three, right? right? And your parents don't really, I don't know, like, what would I do if my three-year-old said something like that? Like, you don't, you're, you're not really taking it seriously. But I think that's when I started realizing I'm sensing things that other people aren't either believing me or seeing. Um, but then later, you know, later when I was 14, I had a near-death experience with a car wreck. And I make that joke, too. A lot of people, a lot of psychics have head injuries. And so I don't recommend that as a way to explore your, <laughs> your uh, psychic abilities. But during that car wreck, I had an out-of-body experience. And um, connecting with spirit in a different way um, 
you know, some people will describe this white tunnel of light. Some people will describe like, oh, I made a choice to come back. It wasn't like that for me. Uh, I can go into that if you want, but that's around the time when I realized, okay, that's things are different now. <laughs> yeah, I'd love for you to go into that because I'm dying to know what you saw in your near-death experience. Okay, sure. So what I experienced was was kind of the the stories where like you rise out of your body and you're watching everything from bird's eye view. And so uh, for us, back then, there were no cell phones. Um, and so we were in the middle of like Texas, Mexico highway where, um, there wasn't anybody. So we, um, it was a very traumatic accident. Um, I eventually was on the highway, just laying there waiting for somebody to drive by. And in that moment, I just zoomed out. Um, and my experience of that was starting to see these kind of experiencing people as these orbs of light instead of people. And it was almost like if like 10%, um, Leslie and 10% Tiffany and 10% everybody was coming together to make this kind of more God force energy or higher power energy, creator energy. And so I felt that I, I just, it was more of a knowing. Um, and then I had somebody stand over me asking me to breathe. And that person, when I looked up, it was the sun, you know, it was like this angelic winged sun figure asking me to breathe. And that Uh, telling my body to breathe, my body responded to breathe. So I didn't, like I said, I didn't make a choice to come back. um, But I did, my body did breathe. And I did end up, um, you know, having a very, (laughs) I I don't, traumatic, traumatic's not the right word, but very jarring experience of spirit, because I couldn't explain it uh, for a long time. Um, And I didn't have um, people to talk to about that, you know. Um, So, that was my my experience. And when you say that there was a person above you telling you to breathe, was that really a person, or was that you think like was that God? I think it's. I think it was both. I think it was okay. a person infused with um, angelic um, frequencies. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. So that was when you were fourteen, and mm-hmm. then how did you kind of become? this person that you are today where you're using that as like your, your job, like your, your path in this world? Sure. Um, okay. So after that, I kind of had a normal party girl life in college and, um, that I led me to an astrology class and my teacher said, okay, you've got to, you got to figure out what you're doing with this chart. My birth chart is pretty intense. I have uh, four planets in Scorpio in my 12th house. I have a, a lot that indicates mediumship and psychic work in my astrology chart. He said, so you need to decide what you want to do. And I just said, I just want to help people. And um, he said, okay, well, let's get you on that path. And so I went and I took a master's degree in health psychology. And uh, I was really trying to study more mainstream mind-body health. And I, I just found that my degree wasn't, I mean, I'm proud of it. I'm very proud that I got a master's degree. And it helped me mature in some ways. Um, But after that, uh, I found that I needed to study with uh, people that were like me, you know. Um, So I went on to study with some of the world's best living British mediums, um, English mediums, um, people where their culture is just uh, deep with mediumship, you know. Um, And so that's really what helped me um, 
come to peace, I guess, with my gifts and my unique contribution. And every medium is different. Like there's not like a template you can follow. You know, you just have to get some help along the way. It's kind of like beekeeping for every 10 beekeepers. There's 11 opinions on how you do it, you know, and same with mediumship. It's just you, you are learning your own unique gifts. And so that's um, that's really kind of how I came back around. It wasn't a straight path. I had like a full blown career in between all of that. I worked for large music festivals, uh, Lollapalooza, ACL. I worked for Google as an events person. Um, I did. I opened a publishing company, which is still viable and out there for metaphysical titles. Um, so it wasn't a straight path. It wasn't like, OK, you got this gift. Let's go use it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's kind of been a sense of urgency about it because it's like if you do have that gift, you got to use it. You know what I mean? You, like to let that stay um, stagnant is kind of a shame because of what can happen in sessions is so um so beautiful and so healing for people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I just, I just, I just like cheerleaded and encouraged myself along the way to keep developing it. So that's, that's how that happened. Wow. Okay. So let's get down to some of the nitty gritty. So do, do you communicate with spirits? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, and what does that, what does that look like? Do you hear them? Are you like, I mean, cause you, <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Figured. Um, so uh, spirits, you know, like this is where it can get hokey really quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. So am I just sitting around like letting spirit contact me? No. Am I walking through the grocery store and spirits knocking on my door? No. You know, I find that to be inappropriate. And also when you're starting out in that world and you don't know how things work for you, uh, you will hear people describe it like that. But to me, that's a very, um, forgive me, like immature place in in your spiritual development. Right. Like you have a, it's like a greenhorn period. <laughs> um, so when I'm when I'm communicating with spirits, um, I'm very specifically intentionally working for you, but I'm also working for them. I'm bridging the gap between heaven and earth and I take it seriously and I have a place of reverence in my heart. Um, I'm making a specific connection. Um, And sometimes the person that you want to come through doesn't come through first. So there has to be some uh, buffering and some flexibility with that. But yes, I am contacting spirit in that way. Um, Before that, I am getting clear with God, right? Like I'm getting clear. I'm the mediums will call it sitting in the power. Um, but what you're, what I'm doing is basically just doing a visualization exercise, opening my heart, softening my um, third eye, you know, softening my interior world and trying to receive information on behalf of the person sitting in front of me and also on be- behalf of the people that would like to come through. Uh, so um, does that answer your mm-hmm. question? Yeah. And so is it like, a seance type of thing or how does the, how does the session kind of play out? Um, I, I wouldn't use the word seance with anything that I'm doing. Um, I know that it can be fun and I know that, you know, people enjoy thinking about it or even enjoy judging it and how awful it is. You know what I mean? But it's just not remotely at all what I do. Um, and so I can't speak to what goes on in a seance. Um, but I can speak to what goes on in, in my session um, it goes just like I described. So I'm going to um, prepare for my session. I'm going to have a humble heart. I'm going to say some prayers um, and I'm just going to become a clear channel. And sometimes 
sometimes it's not perfect. You know, sometimes the dog is barking. Sometimes the neighbor is blowing the freaking leaf blower. You know, sometimes it's not like this choir sound in my head, right? But I'm going to prepare to the best of my ability. Um, I started cleaning my my body, my temple years ago. So I'm mostly vegetarian. I don't drink alcohol at all. I rarely drink caffeine. I have a huge sugar problem. I'm not ready to let go of that one yet. But the point is that I like I'm doing yoga, I'm doing meditation, I'm doing everything I can to be a clear channel uh, to be a service. And so I start with that clarity. And then um, the other person is coming in with a, a pretty large sense of grief, usually, or a sense of curiosity. And uh, their grief and their curiosity is part of this energy that's uh, opening the door, you know, and so I'm just inviting their loved ones to come near. And then I'm going to say something like, okay, uh, what I'm sensing first is a male and this male is older than you. I'm getting the sense that he's a father or a father-like figure. Do you have a dad that's in spirit? And they'll say yes or no, you know, and we'll go from there. If they don't, that's fine. Maybe it's an uncle, you know, maybe I've missed a little bit there. So we'll, we'll define it. So for me, it's like, I'm, What's happening for me in the session is it's like a movie that I can't quite remember. And so I'm like, okay, so there's mountains. So was did he like to go outside? Can you understand hiking? Uh, was he, I feel like, how do you relate to a teacher? And they'll be like, oh my gosh, he taught mountaineering. You know what I mean? It kind of goes like that. So there's some mind mapping going on. Um, and I really don't want people to stretch at all. It's okay to tell the medium like, no, <laughs> that doesn't fit at all because what's happening is I'm interpreting something that I'm seeing kind of like a memory of a movie. Um, another example of that, of mind mapping, is um, I had an animal communication teacher and she said, okay, her, uh, her experience with the mind map was that she was seeing a box of cereal and her clients were like, no. You know, and she's like, I'm seeing a red box of cereal. I'm trusting spirit. I know to trust spirit, you've got to identify with a red box of cereal. And they're like, no. And she said, okay, I'm seeing it as tricks. And then they're like all crying, you know, tears everywhere. And she's, they're like, her name was Trixie, <laughs> you know? So sometimes it takes a minute to get to where you're going. Sometimes I go in and I'm like, I'm getting the name Fred. I'm getting that he passed through cancer. Like sometimes it's really quick and good like that. Um, but it, it has to do with the three energies involved, the spirit, the deceased loved one, myself, uh, my own level of anxiety or uh, wherever I'm at in the day. And then my client's level of health and happiness and peace, you know, so uh, so it's it's very collaborative, um, but we don't want any stretching at all. Just like letting a no be no is fine now. Sometimes a no is actually a yes later. Mm. So I had a session where um, this lady, a really sweet client, um, I was reading for her and I, I said, okay, he's showing me the word refund. And she said, no. And I said, I'm getting refund and I'm getting the wrong address. And she said, mm. no. And two weeks later, she got a, a refund that was intended for his daughter that was sent to the wrong address. Mm. And so sometimes in a session, spirit will show you evidence of life, evidence of their content, continuation of um, being with you. And it's so beautiful when that happens, because first of all, I feel like I'm not a complete, like, wrong 
oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then second of all, they have that, that beautiful evidence that, um, that there's, they're still connected. You know, the session is ongoing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did I trail off or did I no. answer your question? <laughs> no, you definitely did. And so it's interesting because I also wanted to ask, like, can you predict the future? But it also kind of seems interesting to me that in that example you gave, the spirit kind of knew it was going to happen eventually. I don't know if it was like the, obviously like the precise, like two weeks from now, but I think time, especially once we pass is like so nonlinear. Right. Um, so do you predict, like, can you predict the future or are you really very concentrated on the present and like contacting the people from the past? Um, there have been moments uh, when I, I have been asked future questions and been able to do that. It's not something that I focus on mm-hmm. um, because again, it feels very like, like glass ball, like crystal ball. Yeah. And that's just not my style. Um, but yeah, there are times when, um, when future questions are asked and answered correctly. Mm. There, and there are times when future questions are asked and the answer is we don't need to know that right now. Um, so yeah. And then do you communicate with animals then too? Because you mentioned that you had had, you know, this person that I guess you're working with who they were an animal communicator. Is that something that you can do too? That's how I started out. And so I was, uh, I, it's like an easy entry, you know, when you're feeling different from mainstream, when you're feeling different from your colleagues and uh, it was just kind of an easy entry point to like take an animal communication class or like an angel communication class. Because then it seems more like, oh, something she's interested in instead of this powerful gift, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yes, I can, and also not exactly what I what I focus on right now. Um, but often, what will happen with the pets is that, like, we'll be we'll be con- we'll be doing a session for a client um, whose grandmother uh, they want to hear from, and I'll say, okay, at the time of her crossing, she was met with a small white dog. Can you understand that? And they'll be like, oh my she had a small white poodle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes animals will show up um, specifically at the time of crossing, but also in the session as a piece of validation. Um, there are people like me who, uh, I, I mean, when I received my first mediumship session, who came through was my horse and it pierced my heart because I had such a deep connection with my, my first horse. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, th- those things do happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there are people that are more like specifically animal communicators, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love the whole idea that like, because obviously like the love of my life is my dog. So I'm like, when something happens to him, I'm like, okay, that's so cool. That could be like a thing that I guess obviously help with my grieving, you Mm -hmm. know, looking forward in the, in the future to obviously everyone's going to die. Right. And you already kind of mentioned that a lot of the people that come to you are people who are in grief. Um, and so I can, I got to imagine like you kind of also serve almost like a grief therapist or grief counselor too, in some of these instances. Yeah. Um, yes. And so for that reason, I'm very glad I got my master's in health psychology, Mm -hmm. uh, because you are, you are sharing time with somebody who's going through a very pivotal moment. I cry like in the sessions, I'm not a cry emotional person and it it's like uncomfortable for me right but you you can't help it when um spirits moving through you with an apology right like when somebody comes forward with an apology or takes responsibility Mm -hmm. for an action that like lets the other person off the hook 
there are tears, right? And so being able to understand the grief process and help people through that is, I think, a responsibility that um, I wish more mediums had. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of mentioned the fact that you do a lot of um, connection with people's passed on loved ones, but what about spirit guides and angels? Like, do you, are those things that people can connect with as well? I saw that question and I was like, oh, what's going to come out of your mouth, Tiffany? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, okay. So I, I'm going to say that anybody is right for what they're doing with them. It's not in spirit guides. What was the other word you used? Angels or spirit guides. Angels or spirit guides. Do I believe that they're real? Yes. Um, do I, do I sometimes reach out to the ascended masters, you know, Jesus, Buddha, uh, mother Mary, um, the, the grand central sun angels, like, do, is that how my interior prayer life prayer life is? Yeah. Um, but I, I'm not like, and your guardian angel's name is Mav. You know what I mean? Like, that's just weird to me. Now, can you do that? And you're learning? Sure. That's fine. Uh, are there spirit guides? Yes. Are there spirit tricksters? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, just being careful when you're dabbling in that world, um, having having a pure heart is really what it boils down to. Mm. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned you have to be kind of careful when you're dabbling in that too, because, you know, this is going to air during spooky season, Halloween month, Ooh. right? And so that's kind of why I thought it would be super cool to talk to somebody about the spirit realm. Have you ever gotten freaked out by the things that are communicated to you or like had a super sketchy situation happen? Okay. A couple of them. Yes. Okay. Um, I got some stories for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First, I I mentioned one of the things that really ignites me is being able to bridge the gap between law enforcement and mediumship. Um, And so sometimes you're working a case or working a situation that is bone chilling. You know what I mean? That is not like homicide is not my puppy's coming over to give me a kiss. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a whole level of sometimes I'm like, what did I get myself into? You know, these there's living criminals attached to this case. Right. So there are some times when I've been like, okay. (laughs) And I just have to keep checking in with spirit. Do you want me to be of service here? Do I get a yes in my body? Do I get a no in my body? And I just honor that. I don't think about it too hard anymore. Um, I, so, so that's one example of a, uh, I guess more broad stroke. Uh, More specifically, I wouldn't say I got scared, but I got super weirded out. We were, uh, I, I got called from a friend who who has a restaurant and tortillas were flying off his shelf. He had ghost activity and um, all of his employees were scared to work there. And so I went over Ghostbuster style. They all thought I was like coming to Ghostbust. And I, I knew like secretly I knew that it was just somebody's loved one. Right. And I wasn't putting on a show or anything, but there's just I wasn't going to be able to explain that over the phone. You know, they wanted their ghost gone and they wanted their Tiffany friend to show up and do something about it. Right. So I go over there, we go after work. So now it's dark and I'm not my best. Like, like let's do the morning session. If you want to work with me, get the first one. (laughs) That's when I'm the freshest. So we go over there late at night and I'm just going around the room and basically we're doing a group mediumship session. And so each person I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing that you know, your father is passed and he wants to give a message to your two children. And one of them has a 
learning disability and can you confirm that they this and this and i'm giving very specific pieces of evidence you know i see that you uh, just were on the bike the other day and your loved one wants you to know that they were there with them and i'm trying to give you kind of an example of what was going on in the conversation right mm -hmm. so i'm getting lots of validation i'm i'm buying their trust and and love you know i'm buying their uh belief that what i'm saying is real right um, and, and they're all like, oh, my God, how did you know that? You know, they're like, get the tortilla person off the shelf. So <laughs> so we're walking around and um, I'm like, OK, this is where I sent spirit activity. They're like, yes. Um, and we get to the back in, in the in the back bathroom that only the managers use. And I'm like, I'm sensing spirit activity here. And the manager said, yeah, one night after work, um, I was here by myself in the bathroom and the handle starts like, like shaking. And I'm like, awesome. What have I got myself into? So I'm, I go to a, a, a painting on the wall and we take it off of the wall. Okay. I, I failed to mention a detail earlier when we were doing the group thing, I told them I kept seeing a big R, a big R. Okay. And they were like, no, that doesn't mean anything at all. And I'm honing in on one guy and he's like, nope. And he's not giving me anything, right? I'm like, okay. Uh, so we find, we take this painting off the wall where I'm sensing the spirit activity. There's a receipt uh, on, with a specific date and a big R. And I'm like, that's weird. And so that specific date uh, was the date of his friend's passing. Uh, I think it was his cousin. But it was his loved one's passing. It was a specific date with a specific initial and uh, we we basically just did a blessing and a connection and a clearing. And um, that really weirded me out. You know, like that's not my typical what I do. I was doing that for a friend and we got to the bottom of it. Uh, we did we did a blessing and a release and a moment of healing for those two people. Mm -hmm. um, and there were no more tortillas flying off the shelf. <laughs> what? Oh, my gosh. That's wild. And so. Have you ever like had any instances with a demon or anything scary like that? Um, I don't think I have any stories like that for you guys. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad I don't. In yeah, a way. So am I. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to even think like, do my medium friends experience that? Um, now, you know, poltergeists are real. I'll say that. And um, I, it's not my area, you know, anytime mm -hmm. somebody calls me with, something that they feel is demonic or like spirit attachment. I just say, you know, call your priest or somebody that does that for a living. Cause mm -hmm. I have some visualization that I could offer you, but it's really not my line of um, expertise and it's not something I want to dabble in. And um, I just want to kind of keep my hands clean, you know, like Ouija boards, like, no, just don't do that. You know, you're going to get some spirit goo on you, you know, like you don't know who is showing up. Um, and then all of a sudden you've got headaches and you're tired and you're not acting like yourself and things start going wrong. Like, it's just not worth playing around with it. It's not cute. You know what I mean? Like, it's really not. Um, just watch a scary movie and scare yourself. <laughs> instead, Right. Yeah. Watch the news. God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so let's talk a little bit about, you know, what's been going on for the last 18 months, right. Or more by this point, the pandemic. And you kind of mentioned the fact that like, you don't, you know, entertain, you know, the spirits, if you're like at the grocery store, like they don't just like come into your sphere. 
Do you think, though, that because we've had so many more people globally dying, that there is more chatter out there right now? People that uh, well, need to communicate yeah. things. I so it's they don't really need to do anything. Like they've passed on, and they're in what the mediums call Summerland. You know, heaven. Um, they're in a, a a state of peace, a state of learning, a state of evolution and grace. Um, they're in a field of unconditional love and infinite wisdom, where all things are possible. They're not like knocking on the door to come back to tell you something. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is just not my experience. Have I been to places that feel like very heavy with spirit activity? Yeah. Um, is it something that I've um, noticed since the pandemic? Not really. Um, and, you know, as a medium, you do have a responsibility when you do hear spirit calling. So I'm going to contradict myself here. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was at a restaurant with a friend and we were doing tarot cards and the, the chef came out and he's like, what are y'all doing? You know? And I was like, Oh God, so sorry. I'll, I didn't mean to offend anybody. It was her birthday. I was just doing a little reading and he was like, no, I'm, I'm into it. What, what else do you do? You know? And I said, well, I, uh, we do mediumship. And he said, okay. And at that moment when he showed interest, it was like, boom, I had spirit activity. And I was like, Okay. So uh, I just said, you know, um, are you open to some information? He said, I am. And I said, uh, I see a man standing next to you named John, which is like so vague, you know, like right. not what you want. But that's what I said. And again, the tears start streaming. And I said, I can see that he passed from this specific type of cancer, whatever it was. And he said, that was my husband of 20 years. <sighs> and so, his, you know, like you can't change that. Like, yeah. so do I hear spirit chatter sometimes, you know, um, since the pandemic, is there more? Um, no, not to me. Um, mm -hmm. what, where do I experience more spirit chatter? It's like, usually like two, uh, you're not here. We're in different cities. Uh, usually like on a large roadway where there's mm -hmm. been a lot of wrecks mm -hmm. or a large waterway, uh, where there seems to be more spirit activity. So, um, but it doesn't scare me. I don't do anything about it. I don't feel like a sense of urgency around yeah. it, you know. Um, often when I travel, I do go to cemeteries and offer blessings, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but that's just me, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking for the cool yoga place. I'm looking for the cool cemetery. I'm, you know, I'm looking for an opportunity to volunteer with pet stuff. Mm -hmm. um, right? Like, that's just what I do when I'm traveling, but Mm. You know, the short answer to your question, I guess, is no, um, but it is complex, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned the waterways thing. So I lived in Shreveport probably like 10 years ago and did some really interesting things for my job there where we were going in to um, interview people about hauntings because Shreveport apparently has just like a ton of them. And some of the psychics that we talked to for those stories for my, my journalism for um, TV talked a lot about the fact that like the water, there was this red river that ran through um, Shreveport and it separated Shreveport and Bossier city. And they were saying that they felt that there was some kind of like portal in the water that was like bringing all of this, like, and making it very active, which I think is just wild. And it was wild. I mean, the things that they were saying and that and the actual like evidence of that was a lot of ghost stuff. Um, they had been like a big yellow fever uh, plague there. And there was like a mound of people that were buried just in this mass grave, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. So it was a very interesting situation. So it's interesting to me that you mentioned the water as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the water. Um, 
gosh, like going to the catacombs in Paris, I don't recommend that either. Like I was so excited to go. And then I was like, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so just having discretion and reverence where you go, you know, and knowing, and just having, um, I guess some kindness for people that have been there before. Um, and anytime you're going to a new place or moving to a new home or inviting yourself to a property, like having some reverence for the elders that were there before, I think is a good move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And so when you have these interactions with people and their loved ones, have you ever found commonalities or themes that folks who have passed on like to pass back to their people or, or is it super individualistic? Well, a lot of it is individualistic, but and the themes are, they're usually sharing love, extending a love, a hug, you know, from heaven. Um, the other one that I get a lot of is that, you know, life is for the living. Um, like, <laughs> like live your life. You know what I mean? Like do exactly what you want to do. Just feel your physical experience. Enjoy the taste of your tea. Enjoy the sun coming through the window um, because your physical experience is over so fast, right? And so uh, that's that's one of the biggest, um, I guess, messages that I have in, in theme, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's really beautiful, too. And it makes perfect sense, too, when you think about it. Like, um, the spirit would want us to basically know life is short. Yeah, yeah. And, and to not carry the grief around, right? Like, to... Mm-hmm. to like they, they don't want you carrying grief around. They want you to have a full life experience. And now that's not to say that we're not going to be sad. You know, we're, we are going to be sad when our loved ones pass. Um, but eventually, you know, you, it, the relationship evolves, right? It's so, it's like when you're grieving, the last thing you want to hear is like, oh, they're still with you. Everything's fine. Like, mm-hmm. no, you're in a deep state of grief, often even depression, right? But once you've got through that part, and you can start to experience your loved one in a new way, uh, there, there is beauty in that different relationship. Um, you know, sometimes they'll come in your dreams, not, not as often as you might think, mm-hmm. right? Um, my mom has been past three years, and I've had just two dreams with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are very powerful and very unique. And you have no doubt in your mind about their continuation of life after death. And they're um, there's little symbols and synchronicities that will show up when, you know, you're thinking about your loved one. For my mom and I, it's heart-shaped rocks. And so anytime mm-hmm. I see a heart-shaped rock on the trail, I'm like, oh, my God, she's with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll be, if I'm lonely or if I'm sad or if I'm missing a loved one, I'll just say, hey, do you want to come cook with me tonight? And it gives mm-hmm. me a sense of comfort, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, instead of like, you're not here to watch a show, it's like, Hey, do you want to, can I invite you in to my home tonight? I'm just mm. really missing you. And so it doesn't all, ha- you don't have to wait for November 1st on All Souls Day. Like you can, you can have that experience of um, continuation of life. I forgot what you asked. I'm, mm. rambling. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I was, I was asking about overarching themes and, and, oh. <laughs> and I think that that makes a perfect sense because the next thing I wanted to ask is, do a lot of people come to you kind of seeking this answer to is there life after death? And do you think they get an answer after having sessions with you? And and what do you kind of think is the whole idea of, of life after death or what happens when you die? Okay. So uh, the first part of that was, do people come seeking 
answers about life after death. Is that what you're saying? So, you know, I, I think the worst thing you can do with a medium is to have a thing in mind that you want them to say because mm-hmm. um, you, you have closed everything off. So if like you and your boyfriend had a song that it was y'all's song and that's the only thing. And if they don't say that, then you're not going to believe a word that they say then you've really kind of botched the beauty of the session because maybe maybe that medium doesn't know that song, so it can't come to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had that experience too, where somebody like really wanted me to say something, and I'm like, I don't watch movies. I'm sorry. I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna guess what, mm-hmm. what your you know favorite movie was. Um, but are they looking for evidence of life after death? No, I think they're, I think they're just really sad and they just want to hear from their person, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And they want, they want magic. They want synchronicity. They want to be touched from spirit. They want to be seen from the unseen world. They want to have a moment of, um, you know, that sparkle that you're like, whoa, they want the chill bumps. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's in my practice anyways, I don't get a lot of people that are like, prove to me that there's life after death because really that's what happens in the session anyways. It's so Mm -hmm. the intelligence of the spirit world is so, so fascinating um, and so highly tuned. It's um, brilliant. Right. And often I'll see that I'm chosen as a medium because of my experiences. Whereas like, you know, maybe they're going to choose another medium that has different life experiences because I'm only going to be able to paint a picture from my Tiffany lens. So Mm -hmm. Uh, if, if, you know, I, I get a certain type of person, right. Um, and it's like that in any, any place in any counseling center, right. Um, you're just going to be attracted to a certain type of person. So my, I guess my people aren't really looking for evidence of life after death. They do want to be touched by spirit. Um, now what happens when you die? Like, where do you go? All of those types of questions. I would say anybody that tells you, run. Nobody knows. You know what I mean? There's not, nobody knows. That is the thing. Like it's, we want to be so sure, right? We want to have steps and we want, and that is not the realm of the, it's like a mysterious realm where things are uncertain. And so being more and more comfortable with your death, that's why like in my world, yoga is very important, right? We practice corpse pose at the end of yoga. We practice our own death in that way in our own dying it becomes a more peaceful, uh, evolutionary, conscious experience. It's not like this drab, gross thing. You know what I mean? Um, and so what what happens exactly? Um, I've been in the room when people have passed. I have been, um, you know, I, I've, I've had different my own different experiences. Um, and for me, what it feels like is, uh, there's like a, a closing off of the physical body. There's a closing of the chakra systems. Uh, there's a, a wafting upwards of spirit. And um, there's there's a experience of happiness and joy. I've never once had a deceased person, loved one, a spirit be like in hell or in purgatory or mm-hmm. stuck on earth. It's That's not my practice. So... Um, any, like I just said, you know, anybody that absolutely knows, I I would steer clear from that. Mm. Um, What I can tell you is that there's, there is a beautiful experience on the other side. 
And I, I'm shocked and awed at every single session, you know, the evidence of life after death, the evidence of what they, they show me that they're seeing mm-hmm. and it's, is just so beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does seem absolutely beautiful. Um, so how can visiting a medium like yourself help somebody kind of in their day-to-day life, like the people who come to you, um, how can that help them, you know, go on about whatever journey they're on? Okay, so it can be really helpful if you have questions, if you're stuck in grief, um, if you're just mourning, you know what I mean? If it's been five years and you just can't let it go, um, sometimes just that one one little word, one little sentence, one little acknowledgement takes years of past and future grief off. Uh, it lets you off the hook in some way um, to live your to live your life, you know, to let you be present again. Um, I had a session a couple weeks ago, one of my favorite ones to date. And this was, this lady was a referral. I had read for her sister and I had read their father. And so then I was super intimidated because I'm like, oh, am I going to get the connection again? Did they have a different relationship? Of course they had a different relationship, but I was just really intimidated and I wasn't sure I was going to get a clear reading for her. Um, and I did tell her different pieces of evidence. I don't even remember her sister's reading, right? Like, I don't know what I say what in the past. Mm-hmm. So I gave her specific pieces of evidence. He listened to John Denver. They liked to drive around in an old car. Um, his favorite thing was to take her fishing, you know, specific stuff that is like, okay, yeah, that's my dad. But there's not, it's like, yes, that's my dad. But there's not that like chill bump session yet, you know, and that's what I really want to find for people. And sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. And this one I did. And she was getting married and I said, okay, your dad's telling me that he is going to walk you down the aisle. And I know that it sounds like I could make that up. So I'm going to give you a specific piece of evidence so that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that your dad told me that. And she was like, okay. And I said, how do you connect with a sand dollar? He's showing me a sand dollar. And she's like freaking out and I'm freaking out and I don't know why we're freaking out yet. And she's like, I just cleaned the fireplace out last night. They don't live by the shore. They're not a seaside folk. They, she cleaned the freaking fireplace out and found a whole sand dollar in her fireplace. Like what, you know? And those are the moments where I'm like, good one. (laughs) Good job. Excellent communicator. Um, so it's just the, that moment for that lady who's getting married without her daddy, you know, like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it makes me cry. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that was a moment for her. So that's, that's the kind of stuff that can happen in a mediumship session. And you really shouldn't come, you know, if you're like just wondering, if you're very, very skeptical, it's not, it's just not really for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So if you're, if you just don't think it's, if you're just not believing in it, it's not going to, you're not going to have that heart melting, changing moment. There needs to right. be some kind of open mind and open heart when you're going to a session, Right. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my, one of my last questions too. It's like, is this all just bullshit? Like, is this for real? <laughs> right. Well, I, I think some of it's definitely bullshit. Um, and ter- there are a lot of mediums that will just entertain, you know, or do cold readings. And so I think you have to have a lot of discernment with who you're working with. Um, in my practice, it's not bullshit. You know, in my practice, uh, it's, it's so deep and so inspiring Um, and I, you know, it doesn't fill up my whole day. I can't do it all day. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like 
it's like going to the gym. You know, you, you need to do some a little bit every day to, to hone your tool. But um, yeah, I don't know. Does that answer? Yeah, that one? yeah, for sure. And I think you also kind of answered it beforehand where it's like, if you are going into the situation and you're super skeptical or you're closed minded, then maybe then the answer that you get is that, no, it isn't for you. But it's also kind of one of those things where it's within you to decide if it's real or not. If it's for you. For, you know, I got invited to do a really big radio show and uh, they were skeptical and they're known skeptics. I didn't really want to do it because I don't have anything to prove. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I know that my purpose is to be a service to spirit and the person in front of me. And if I just show up as like a volunteer kind of, then it doesn't really matter. You know, I don't my ego doesn't I don't get hurt feelings if you don't believe in what I'm doing. Right. Uh, it's just like it's just like not believing in the rain, like it's raining. Um, So it doesn't hurt my feelings if you don't believe in that. But this particular radio show host, they were very skeptical and they wanted me to do a live reading. And I, I, it's not that I refused to, I just, it just wasn't really feeling it on the live air. And we went to commercial break and I said, okay, now that you know that I have nothing to prove, I want to ask you who's Andrew. And they both just like, white face they were like we they had a friend in common who had passed with the name of andrew and they're like why didn't you do that on air and i said because i really don't have anything to prove with you and if you want to have this experience of your friend you know it it doesn't have to be for show right Mm -hmm. um so um do i do large demonstrations sure um but those are like that's like for that purpose right Mm -hmm. Um, and so the large demonstrations now are more on Zoom, uh, but this is like a group of people that will get together and we'll kind of popcorn read. And, uh, and it's a really fun experience. Not everybody gets read. It's kind of like the old TV shows that you've seen on mediumship mm-hmm. um, and that not everybody gets read, but everybody gets the experience. And you, you're always wondering, well, did that person tell her ahead of time? Yeah. You know? um, in my case, no, you know, in my case, no. And I have a lot of mediums that are like me that I could vouch for that uh, that no you know there's but are there hokey people out there sure so just having some discernment absolutely um and so how you mentioned earlier very very much in the beginning of our chat that you think everybody has psychic abilities are there ways that you can kind of hone those in and also i've heard just sort of the difference in the clairs like clairvoyant clairaudient clairsentient so can you kind of explain what those are and maybe how people can start manifesting more psychic abilities if they choose? Yes. Um, they can take my class at wiseskiescollective.com. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, uh, for psych, I do teach psychic development. I teach it at a community college and I teach it through my company. Um, and I teach it uh, for people that are kind of gone through a code of ethics, right? So I want to make sure that people are wanting to develop their psychic skills for good reasons, first of all. <laughs> um, you never, like, uh, part of the psychic development includes remote viewing, um, includes um, things that, you know, I don't want people out there just peeking in on a situation that is none of their business, right? So first of all, we start with some morals and some code of ethics and make sure we're all kind of on the same page about that. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, some of the things that you can do to develop your psychic abilities just at a very basic level sound so basic, you're like, no way, Tiffany. Um, but some of them are, have to do with um, learning about the chakras, learning about the color systems, um, and looking out your window. Like, here's a couple exercises for you. 
looking out your window and being able to just describe things in very like fine-tuned detail. Um, waking up from your dream and writing as much as you can in fine-tuned detail. And this will help develop your psychic skills um, and it will help you. So in one specific case, I was working with law enforcement on a cold case and we were trying to identify there, there were two law enforcement bodies involved. One of them botched the situation. And so I'm like, oh, and I'm trying to tell them, okay, so it, w the ones that we're kind of worried about have blue cars and they're like, well, they both have blue cars, which kind of blue. And so in the, in that moment, my ability to, to see that it was Navy, not baby blue mm -hmm. made a big difference. And so those little things will help you cleaning your body. You know, if you're eating a bunch of meat, wheat, dairy and drinking booze and having caffeine, you're not going to be that clear, you know? Um, so that's, I, I, I it's uncomfortable because it sounds like I'm on like a diet rampage and I'm not, I think you should mm -hmm. eat what you want to eat. It was best for you. But the truth is like, you're going to be a more clear vessel and be able to sense your psychic ability if your brain is not inflamed mm -hmm. with gross stuff. Right. Um, so, um, yeah, th those are a couple of ideas to play with. Um, dream journal is a big one. And I love that you mentioned the dreams thing too, because I've also heard people talk about like how dreams can have signs in them. And you even mentioned the fact that your mother had been in a couple of dreams after her passing. I personally have super wild dreams, like wild dreams, very, very detailed dreams that go on forever. And like, they're colorful and shit's always going down. And my husband, on the other hand, never remembers his dreams ever. So you're a more, you're a stronger candidate to develop your psychic work right now. <laughs> uh, but the, but stopping and writing them down too, you know, in that great detail, right? Uh, I'm like you, like I have really crazy dreams and sometimes they wear me out and sometimes I say spirit I just need to rest tonight but for people that are like your husband they're like I don't dream like that's not going to help me you you can develop that right like before you go to bed at night you can say spirit please help me remember my dreams mm -hmm. accurately while also getting a nice rest right mm -hmm. and you're only going to remember your dream that first moment that you wake up so don't right. try to go about your day you know like have your moment in the morning where you're trying to recall something, anything, one color, one scent, one um, song, one memory, one person that was there, you know, just give yourself permission to remember one little nugget and then let it go. Mm. You know, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just move on. And then the next night, try again. Mm. Uh, and that's a, that's a big piece in working on your psychic development, but we'll do different exercises in class to help in everybody, I, I like to go through all five of the clairs so that people get the experience of like, oh, okay, I'm more, this one feels better to me. I'm more naturally inclined to that. You know what I mean? Like everybody can play football, mm -hmm. but who's going to practice football? The people that want to play football, right? Everybody can play piano. You know, some people are better at it than others. So our, we want to get you in the right field so that you can strengthen your natural gifts and talents and also give you a little taste of the other stuff that you might not have explored, you know, without some guidance. Mm. And so my last question is, you know, have you seen a rise or a change at all in the popularity of mediumship over the last couple of years? Yeah, I thought that was a good question too. Uh, I, what, I think what happened with COVID is a lot of us got more access to some of the teachers that 
previously we weren't able to access. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I definitely see a rise in that. I see a rise in astrology and tarot and all of the metaphysical realms, right? And so it's not just mediumship, but I think that in my experience, what happened is we got greater access to teachers and we also got greater access to work at a global level. And uh, as the new age becomes kind of more normal, um, people are more brave to just step forward and say, I want to try my skills in that area too. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just the time was ripe in a lot of different ways for that. Um, but it doesn't mean that just because you've got a, a website and you say that you're a medium, that everything's like hunky-dory, you know what I mean? Like you still want to um, have that, that gift of discernment, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, how long have they been practicing? What is their practice like? What are their testimonial page look like? Is it legit? Um, just stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you already mentioned your class that you offer, and we talked a little bit a little bit about Wise Skies. But how can people connect with you and work with you? Oh, thank you. So, WiseSkiesCollective.com is the main hub, and um, you can book sessions there. You can find our classes and workshops there. Um, we offer classes like we offer Wednesday night classes for $20. They're really affordable. Um, and we offer larger courses that are kind of mid-range pricing. Um, and so uh, I think, you know, one of, one of our favorite signature products is that we have a digital astrology calendar. Hmm. And there's a free version of that on our website. So if you're like, Ooh, what's the astrological weather today? You know, you can go check out our, our the free version of our calendar and kind of get it a, a feel for that. Um, but yeah, it's like a it's like a playground over there. So wiseguyscollective.com. We do free tarot fry read uh, free tarot readings every Friday, um, and that also helps you get a taste for who we are, how we read, and and if we're the right vibe for you. You know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And do you do your stuff online as well as in person? You said the mentioned you mentioned the group Zoom stuff, but are when you are meeting with the client, how do you usually like to do that? Uh, so we the four of us do it differently. So some of us Zoom, some of us phone call. Um, we're as you book online, we're not really doing in person right now. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, sometimes like if we get a group party or the, the circumstances are correct for us, then we'll go off and do that. But things really have shifted for us to be more on the phone or through Zoom. And you don't need to be with a person personally to, you know, be able to channel whatever's coming through. No, it's so wild. You know? That is wild. I know. I don't I don't know how it works, but I know that it does, you know. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. This has been super cool. Very enlight enlightening. Awesome. Thank you for having me. It's super fun. Uh, I hope you guys loved that as much as I did. I have never talked to a psychic medium before, but I really just felt like, oh, it was something we needed to have here on the podcast as we get closer to Halloween and Tiffany absolutely delivered. Now, like she mentioned throughout the episode, you can book a reading with her, check out freebies, or just connect by going to wiseskiescollective.com. I will put that link in the show notes below. You can also connect with Tiffany on Instagram at tiffany.harlick or on her website 
TiffanyHarlick.com. She also has that course on psychic development that is coming out soon on the Wise Guys Collective. So if you're interested in developing your own psychic skills, maybe that's the course for you. You can connect with me on Instagram at Leslie Draffin and at the Light Within Podcast. If there's someone you'd love to see on the show, if you have questions, shoot me an email at the Light Within Podcast at gmail.com. The best way for you to support the podcast is by downloading it, rating it, reviewing it, and sharing it with someone you love. Remember, there's no light without darkness, but there's no darkness without light. I'll see you next time.